Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome back. Darren Mitchell here. You're listening to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast on this first Monday in summer, Monday the 4th of December, 2023. Uh, slightly different, well, when I say slightly different, completely different actually when I think about it, to the first day of summer on Friday uh, here in the Macedon Ranges. It was a balmy 12 degrees Celsius and it was very miserable. It was raining and it was cold. Uh, today, completely different. Top temperature about 27 degrees Celsius. Just a little bit of a zephyr. Sun is shining and it feels a lot like summer. So uh, wherever you happen to be in the world, greatly appreciate you plugging in. If you are brand new to the podcast, thank you for finding the podcast first and foremost. And I trust that whatever I share with you on this particular episode is enough to warrant you to come back and listen to future episodes, but also check out some of the back catalogue. And of course, if you are returning a listener, greatly appreciate you continuing to plug in as we move forward towards the quest of becoming an exceptional sales leader. So before we jump into today's topic, a quick reminder, if you haven't yet subscribed, just press follow on the platform you're listening to. And if you can do me a favor and rate the show as well, it'll make it easier for others to find the show. It also rates better with the algorithms, and uh, that would be greatly appreciated. Always looking for feedback as well. So if there's any comments you'd like, any, any specific topics you'd like me to talk about, particularly as we wrap up the year of 2023, uh, very much appreciate the feedback and very much appreciate any input in terms of topics to cover off before the end of this year, but also leading into 2024. So with that said, let's get into today's topic. And it's a, it's a topic that came out of a coaching session I ran a couple of weeks ago for a group of uh, what I would consider to be talent, very talented emerging leaders, each of them handpicked in a, uh, in a, in a localized uh, business. Uh, handpicked to be part of a program based on not only their track record of exceptional performance, but also the desire to move into a leadership role. And just that in itself, I had a, a couple of conversations with with people in, around, in relation to how they were selected. And uh, it's interesting, isn't it, that even, even in smaller organizations, there are still people who think the only way to get opportunity is to first and foremost demonstrate a high level of performance. So that tends to be the, the first prerequisite of any possible promotion. Uh, and this company was no different. Uh, now, I'm not to say that there's other ways to do this, but what I do know over, over time and through experience is uh, some of the best leaders don't necessarily come from the best uh, performers from an individual contributor perspective. Uh, but these people uh, have been handpicked. They are phenomenal at what they do. They're experts in their particular field. And each of them have a desire to uh, further themselves in terms of their professional development, but also being anointed, for one, for want of a better term, to take on a leadership responsibility moving into 2024. And as part of this particular program we're running, uh, I get to run two group coaching sessions with them, which is, which is exciting. Absolutely love it. And uh, this was the first one. And it was an absolutely fascinating session. I go into a lot of companies and in a lot of companies, people have been sort of told you'll be the next, you'll be the next director, you'll be the next leader. And a lot of the leaders who are quote unquote um, chosen can become very self-centered and they make it all about uh, themselves and all about, I guess, the position of leadership. 
I was really pleased with this group because they'd all come from a from a background of obviously being an expert in their field, but they started to grasp the concept that it wasn't about them. And what made for a really fascinating coaching session was the theme that was through the whole thing, that is leadership is all about the team, leadership is all about influence, and the influence is all about how do we best serve our team. So they already had come into the room with a high desire to learn and also to develop their leadership capabilities one thing that came really evident through the session was a reluctance to make decisions. And I often talk about culture from a leadership point of view when I'm working with organizations or certainly working one-on-one with senior leaders. Um, and often culture is dictating how that particular leader behaves. Now, there is a thing called peer pressure. And depending on how new you are to leadership, you may have actually felt the same kind of pressure to, you know, once you've joined the leadership ranks, you're now part of the leadership club, in inverted commas, and for some, it's a, it's a very prestigious club, but it's also a club you can get very, very caught up in, in terms of the ecosystem and some of the expectations, and one of the, one of the key things around leadership and one of the key things we spoke about for this group is we've got to be really clear on what we stand for, we've got to be really clear on what we believe a great culture looks like, and we've got to look for opportunities to uh, either build that culture or at least make some inroads into changing the culture for long-term sustainable results. Uh, Because what we found with this particular session is there's a number of people within the organization who were quite reluctant to make decisions because there was this implied pressure, or so they thought, from senior managers to make the right decisions. Now, I often say to teams that there are some cases where leaders are promoted to their higher level of incompetence, and uh, this happens all of the time, and that is people are really good individual contributors. They're actually perhaps managed by a person who doesn't know, doesn't always demonstrate the right leadership capabilities or the right leadership uh, perspectives that we expect in a high-performing culture. And so when that person is looking for a promotion, they look for that uh, role model, that leader, and often they will copy what that leader does. Uh, and Therefore, we have a uh, what, what amounts to be a fairly dysfunctional culture moving forward. So it happens all the time, which means we have to be on our, on our game all the time and thinking about what is the right decision to make irrespective of how we feel. And I, I say to leaders all the time, one of the key responsibilities that we have as a leader is to define reality. And then from that reality, we can start to build a, a culture that uh, is more intentional. So it was really interesting to hear some of the conversations with this group around the hesitation to make decisions because they were, I guess, role modeling or working in an environment where the pressure was on them, even though they're relatively new and even though they were emerging leaders to get the decisions right. And there was a lot of hesitation. And then what followed that was a very, very enlightening conversation. And in fact, the topic of this particular episode, and that is, the, what is the very worst thing that can happen? So I posed that question to the group when it came to decision-making. And one of the things we spoke about was the comfort zone and how all of us are in a comfort zone. And I'll talk about some key lessons shortly that came out of the session. But one of the things I posed to the team is, okay, what is the very worst thing that can happen? Because a lot of us don't necessarily think about that. We just go and and act based on what is happening in the, in the moment or what is the expectation that's being thrust upon us by our senior leaders and that implied pressure to get the decisions right can cause paralysis by analysis, it can cause all sorts of uncertainty and uh, it can cause people to 
doubt themselves and also their ability. And that has a flow-on effect, their ability to therefore communicate and ultimately connect with their team and make the decisions that they know they probably need to make. Um, and so one of, the, one of the things to think about out of this particular episode is, is removing ourselves from the pressure of having to get the perfect outcome. By, and by asking that question, what is the very worst thing that can happen? We start to, a little bit, a little bit by little bit, disassociate from the pressure of having to get the perfect outcome. Now, the purpose behind that question, and the reason I asked that question to the team, was to encourage these leaders to begin to build their muscle around studying the consequences of the decisions that they make. And if you've been following me for a while, you know that I'm a habit fan of John Maxwell, and he always talks about the fact that sometimes we win and sometimes we learn. Now, the only way we learn is to actually attempt things, make decisions, and figure out what works and what doesn't work. And so when you start to think about those study of consequences, you can start to consider all the different combinations and permutations and then have enough information from which to make an educated decision. Now, sometimes you might just have gut instinct and that's okay, you just go with it, but you actually have to be quite um, clear on when you make that decision, what is the worst that can happen and can you handle that? Because when we utilize the number of different scenarios to unpack, what became crystal clear and evident was that in the vast majority of cases, the very worst case they could actually handle. And it reminded me of the way that Richard Branson would make decisions, particularly early in his entrepreneurial career. And I remember a story where a reporter was asking him questions uh, when he was uh, probably at the building up to the height of his popularity. He probably thinks he's still going, but um, when he was very successful from, I guess, from other people's perspectives, this particular journalist was asking him questions about his risk-taking tolerance and his decision-making capabilities because the perception from the outside was that he made some fairly risky business decisions. Now, all of this is contextual, of course, and depending on your own frame of reference, you'll have a different threshold to what you consider to be risky. Uh, one person's high risk is another person's low risk, etc. But what was fascinating to listen to Richard Branson in response to this particular journalist was that he started to think about all the possible things that could happen, both positive and negative, and he would follow the negative trail down to what is the very, very worst thing that could possibly happen should he take a decision to go in a certain direction. And he then asked the question at the end of that, okay, if this is the very, very worst thing that can ever happen, and if that thing actually eventuated, could I handle that? Now, that was a massive lesson I learned, and I paid it forward to this group because what they started to realize is often the very worst case scenario that we envision in our mind is highly likely not to even eventuate. So if anything happens that is a lot less than that, then it's not as bad as perhaps we thought. However, if we start to think about what is the very worst thing that can happen, and if that did actually happen, but we could handle it, then what's the worst thing that can happen? Just make the decision and move forward because the outcome is probably gonna be a lot better than what you envisaged. So that was the key theme, and there was a number of key lessons to come out of the session, which I hope can also serve you as a leader, particularly as we jump into the new week and uh, ramp up to the end of the calendar year. Five key thoughts to consider, reflect on, and maybe uh, implement into your uh, leadership application. Number one is recognize that we all operate within a thing called a comfort zone. The role of the leader, of course, is to constantly take action that takes us out of that comfort zone. Now, if you think about this, just outside of the comfort zone is a thing called the learning zone. And if you're a leader who is continuing to move forward and who's wanting to set an example to encourage your team to do exactly the same thing, we need to be looking for constant opportunities to jump into the learning zone. But being aware of the second leap, 
which is into the terror zone. So not jumping too far out of the comfort zone to the point where you're actually uh, in the terror zone where you could be uh, frozen by fear or completely unknown. But what it does require us to do is to have a leap of faith and to think about, okay, if I jump out of my comfort zone, if I make this decision, if I take this particular action, if I make that, uh, if I make that call, what's the worst that can happen? I'm going to learn something, uh, and it just might be that I get the outcome that I'd actually thought I was going to get anyway. So remember that team's always watching, always looking, and we need to be the role model because we are the ones that need to know the way, go the way, and of course, show the way. So jumping out of the comfort zone is point number one. Point number two is despite all the uncertainty of the environment, and there's a lot of uncertainty right now across the environment in any particular industry, particularly with interest rates. Um, supply chain, a lot of the stuff that's happening around the world. Despite all of the uncertainty that may exist within the environment, a leader must be 100% certain in all they do and especially be certain in who they are. Why? Because the team is always craving certainty. Now, one of the th- key things around this is particularly with these new emerging leaders, often you get into a position where the leadership position is relative, well, not relative, is very, very foreign, very, very new. And in some cases, you don't know what you don't know. So you're demonstrating a level of, in some cases, unconscious incompetence, but a lot of the cases, conscious incompetence. And so we need to have a level of certainty around what we do, which means that one of the key questions we have to ask ourselves when we move into a leadership position is, why in fact am I becoming a leader? What is it about the leadership role that really floats my boat? Why am I going to do this? And why would anybody care? Because if you understand that despite the uncertainty of the environment, and you know that your team are craving certainty, the worst thing you can possibly have is a leader of a team who is also completely uncertain because that will just create a really fractious culture and it will cause dysfunction to turn into, unfortunately, complete dysfunction and probably a breakdown in the entire team culture. So uh, understand that despite the uncertainty in the environment, a leader must be certain. Point number three, this certainty presupposes, of course, that we have a very strong belief in ourselves, our ability to lead and our ability to make decisions. And it comes back to that intrinsic motivation I just spoke about in terms of why did you choose to become a leader? Why are you a leader right now? And why do you continue to be a leader? If you have a strong belief about that, and remember your beliefs are made up of a number of different things, including your uh, your background, the people you surround yourself with, your values, your experiences, and all sorts of things, uh, you've got to continue to build on that belief because as long as you're staying one step ahead of the group, And as long as you're making decisions and have a strong belief in yourself, often people, particularly those that are craving that level of certainty within your team, will take inspiration from the fact that you are very, very certain and you have a very, very strong belief in you and your ability to lead, which often will then transpose into their ability to hang on to that belief for themselves. So um, make sure that you have a very, very strong belief in yourself. Point number four. Prior to any decision, be crystal clear, and this is a big one, on the intention for the decision. Be open and proactive in sharing the intention with your team. Now, as a leader, we're going to make decisions that are not necessarily going to be popular. We're also going to be making decisions that are not necessarily going to deliver the best outcome. But if we can be crystal clear on what the intention of the decision was, and if we can communicate that intention then again, it becomes feedback. It is not a failure. It is certainly not a negative. Uh, It is a lesson and it's feedback. So be crystal clear. And this is probably one of the biggest things we spoke about with this group, particularly new leaders, is be crystal clear on what the intention is. 
This means you've got to spend some time thinking about decisions and really thinking about the reason for those decisions. But if we can articulate that well, it is amazing how forgiving teams are and forgiving customers are. So spend some time getting really, really clear on what your intention is for the decision. And the final point, despite sometimes our best intentions, decisions may not deliver the desired outcome. This is where perspective is critical. What is the lesson that's coming out from the outcome? Sometimes we win and sometimes we learn. This is called feedback. And what was interesting, having a conversation with this group across those five points, uh, it made a lot of sense to them, but not not many of them had actually considered many of these points when it came to their decision-making because they were so focused on having to get the right decision because of the impression, implied pressure that was coming from up on high. So the key message out of today, as we begin the brand new week, love you to reflect on your own decision-making. Uh, are you being bold? Are you stepping outside of your comfort zone? And are you being clear on your intention? Or are you playing it safe? So ask yourself, what is the very worst thing that can happen? If the worst thing did happen, could you handle it? And what example would you be setting for your team in the process? And of course, if the answer is yes, you could handle it, then it should take a lot of pressure off you having to hesitate or uh, get the decision right. You just make the decision and you deal with whatever the outcome is. Something to definitely think about. So I trust that message helps you as we begin the brand new week. I trust that message finds you just at the right time. And I trust that that plants some seed in some fertile soil for you. So as we wrap up this particular episode, a quick reminder, if you're looking for some help, either for your team, helping them to extract even more potential out of their performance, or in fact, if you're looking for some mentoring, coaching, uh, some assistance in helping you make that leap to becoming an exceptional sales leader, love to have a conversation about working one-on-one with you. Uh, Just simply go to leadwithdarren.com. That is my calendar. Let's book in a time to chat over Zoom, have a conversation about where you're at, what you're looking to achieve, particularly in 2024. And let's map out a plan and start the execution of that plan ASAP. So very much look forward to that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.